And so I would, I told you, I would walk into the uh, house. We lived in a little cabin, in Wisconsin. Incessantly, I'd have the phone on my ear and I'd hold up one finger to my wife, meaning give me a minute. And she would give me a sweet, kind look, but I could tell I was exasperating her. And I'm like, man, I got to do And so we finally came to an agreement and I drew this boundary. There was a telephone pole that was a mile from our house. And I would say to the person on the phone, hey, I got another minute because I knew it took me about a minute to get home from there. And I would be off the phone when I came into the door. Yeah. Hello and welcome to Weary Dads. I'm your host, PJ Weary, with my co-host. We do this every time, but it's okay. <laughs> it's me, Dad. PJ's dad. Andrew's dad. And Lisa's husband. I have. I'm a horse with no name. Yeah, whatever. I remember that first experience where I walked in and Finn was going to pre-K. Yeah. And it's like, oh, hey, it's Finn's dad. And I'm like, oh, yes. Just another I'm way that I am Finn's like. Finn's dad. <laughs> Okay, you got it. <laughs> the um, and today uh, we're going to talk about uh, boundaries, which um, there's a lot of different ways this could go. I'm really excited about it. Uh, I think this is an important thing. Uh, there's some uh, obviously negative aspects to this, and by that I mean like it has a negative function, but I think there's some positive things too, and I'd love to bring up both of those. Okay, um, right away I think of for establishing. Uh, a proper lifestyle that is uh, guided, directed, and has um, a long view in mind, there's incredible needs for boundaries. So I think mainly in a positive light. I, I want to say this. There are books out on yeah. boundaries. I mean, there's a book called Boundaries. I think it's by Cloud. Yes. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I want to start off by saying this, and I think you'd agree because we're choosing to speak about boundaries on this podcast does not mean that we think we are the gurus on boundary. In fact, boundaries. In fact, everything we speak on, we are giving, we pray insights and encouragement, exhortation, but we don't consider ourselves experts yet. No, <laughs> nor ever. So um, I think that's important for us to know. I mean, there's a lot of good information. But I think it's important love, that we still discuss it. Well, yeah, and I love that you brought up like uh, Cloud's book. I'm, I thought of it immediately. Boundaries. And I, I have you read that book? No, it's on my it's on my reading list. So is um, it on mine. It's been there for like 15 years. Maybe we should <laughs> we should halt like the podcast and and read that yeah, book. Yeah, no. yeah. But I, I hopefully we're directing people because I've heard you know, again, it's like, thank you for the feedback. I heard that from multiple places. Yes. And there's always, I, people like what us. we're doing is we're directing, we're, we're directing you to further resources. And so maybe, maybe this podcast is all you need, or maybe, uh, you listen to us and you're like, you know, maybe you're like, yeah, that's a good topic, but I don't need more on that. Maybe you use you, we start talking about boundaries and you're like, I need to know more because yeah. this is something I struggle with, or this is something I want to double down on as a strength. You know, you're like the consummate boundary setter. I don't know, but uh. <laughs> I mean, you know what's really crazy is I think there's going to be stages too because I'm thinking about your life and our life. Now, yeah, I want to start off boundaries. Let me tell you one of my first. This has all been in the last month. 
<laughs> where I've come to realization. I have some set routines. I call them rituals that I believe I've been, um, I'm really careful to use this word, but guided clearly, but maybe mandated by God that, to make sure that I finish uh, my journey well. In uh, less than two months, I will be 60 years old. That's even amazing for me to say. I was just with a gentleman who is 80, and he just told me that he was, he and his wife were talking, and they said, man, look at those people over there. They're getting older. And he said, I'm 80. And I just said that. <laughs> and I was like, I, I, I can clearly sense that because I've always been around young people. Uh, we told a couple last night, we were counseling how old we were. They were shocked. And I don't think it's because of how we look. I think it's more because of how we act and who we spend our time with. <clears throat> In other words, I'm immature. <laughs> but here's, let me give you a personal boundary that I've decided to have in my life. Hmm. Um, I'm not going to schedule any meetings before 930. Smart. Okay. So let me tell you why. That allows me to have my personal devotional time. It allows me to educate myself, do some reading, and your mom and I will get at least 45 minutes in of walking every day. Okay, that is taking care of, um, you know, the four areas of life that we're to grow in. And it, just because we're on the back end of life, and that, that's even hard for me to verbalize, does not mean I shouldn't be growing in stature, you know, taking care of my physical, emotional, mental social, okay, and spiritual. And so, uh, I'm, uh, but I can do that. <clears throat> Not everybody can do that. They have to be in at work at eight. I understand that. But I have that. I, if I was to go back again and I had a work day, I, and I, and I, I would have said, can we not schedule any meetings before 930? And yeah. I would have done, and I wish I had. Yeah. Um, so that's personal boundaries. But I love the idea of blocking off. Uh, we've done something similar, uh, even with our company and the way we talk to people. Obviously, we have kind of emergency stuff. It's hard to block off an mm -hmm. entire day. But for the most part, what we have pushed, we, we say Fridays are free. And so we don't, uh, we tell everyone in our group, do not schedule meetings for Friday. We're going to, unless there's an emergency, we don't schedule meetings for Friday. And the reason we do that is it lets you either A, uh, let three things you can accomplish on a Friday. You can get ahead and enter into the weekend with all your work done, so you're not worried about it on the weekend. You can, uh, if you're if you're already ahead, you can work on something fresh and new and get ahead in terms of like not just like catching up and like okay, I'm set for the weekend, but like I'm prepared for the next week. I've set myself, <clears throat> yeah, and I've set myself for success a couple of years down the road because you have to do that planning time, and a Friday can often work like that. Um, well, the third one is if you have if you're if you're caught up, it's like uh, what what could be better than having a long weekend? Right. Especially was, like everyone we have has family, you know. Sorry, go ahead. No, that's it. You just start your weekend at one o'clock in the afternoon or even earlier. It's interesting because you're you're saying something, and I think this is boundaries. Yes, because you're talking about company boundaries. You could talk about relational boundaries. You could talk about. Um, having communication boundaries, all these things. Um, I think it's Michael Hyatt that talks about, I think they only meet on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. They do not meet on Monday, and they do not meet on Friday. I, I actually really like that Monday thing. 
because, because Mondays, it, Mondays again. Yeah, you just you, want to get started for the week. <laughs> but well, you're thinking again. Like, yeah, uh, yeah, you know what happens in meetings, and I know we're talking about boundaries here, but you know what happens in these things because it, it deals with because boundaries. they don't set boundaries, right? They don't set. They don't prepare for it, so you spin wheels and you waste time, which creates uh, boundary breakdowns that yes. frustrates people yes. and you're into their uh potential uh work space time where they can get stuff done and help your company or you know and then well, if you I mean, waste time during the day then that's often that's the kind of stuff that leads to like 6 30 6 30 hey uh we didn't get this done today because you spent an hour at a meeting where nothing happened Sorry to cut you off. I was just no, like, you're yeah. right on it because I, I deal with this all the time. And, and I deal in an industry where coaches love to use the word we grind and so forth. But people, including uh, ourselves, we have to be uh, really aware of this. We'll talk about work and grinding, but we are notorious for not setting boundaries on our own personal lives where we waste time. I just did a, a TikTok about this. That grind should be when you create it. Like it's good to have. It's good to grind, but grind should be about sustainability, right? That's right. the whole purpose. Like a grind means it's going to go for a long time. If your your idea of grind is twelve hour days, how long can you sustain that? That's just burnout. That's not actually a real like that defeats the whole purpose. So it's interesting. We talk about that with the boundaries. You know, here's if you would spend more focused work time and create then those boundaries that I'm working the boundaries are I'm not going to have any, you know, anything else on maybe other than focused music. Cause there has been studies where, you know, that helps people. Sure. But I, I think it's really comes down to having a plan yeah. by, by seeing your life and the challenges, the hills and the valleys that you face so that you can say in my personal relationships, this is the boundaries I need to set in my family relationships let me give you a boundary that your mom and i set when you're a college basketball coach one of the most important things you do is is relational it's whether it's with coaches but mainly recruits okay you 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 know the old adage that i have used over and over you don't win the kentucky derby with, with eeyore. eeyore yes i mean you got to have players <laughs> And so I would, I told you, I would walk into the uh, house. We lived in a little cabin in Wisconsin. Incessantly, I'd have the phone on my ear and I'd hold up one finger to my wife, meaning give me a minute. And she would give me a sweet, kind look, but I could tell I was exasperating her. And I'm like, man, I got to do And so we finally came to an agreement and I drew this boundary. There was a telephone pole that was a mile from our house. And I would say to the person on the phone, hey, I got another minute because I knew it took me about a minute to get home from there. And I would be off the phone when I came into the door. Yeah. I'm cl closing up this call there. That was a boundary I set to improve the relationship I had with my wife, which if anybody listening doesn't understand that that's an important facet to the rest of your home then that's another podcast that we may not be, um, what's the right word, uh, experts on, but we're pretty good at it because we've lived it. <laughs> like we I, do have, I, we might not be experts, we have experience. Right. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, 
You know, um, I, I think this leads really well into a definition. I kind of wanted to, not necessarily a definition, but a concept that boundaries are about imposing order on chaos. And so even as we're talking here, um, and there's a couple different things that I have written down that I wanted to talk about that even you brought up, but uh, that idea of we do not work. And I think there's a reason that God, who does not need to rest, took off Sabbath. And that was to show us you have to create limits. You have to set boundaries. And the reason for that is uh, God doesn't need, God doesn't have limits. His authority, his power knows no bounds, right? I mean, there's right. a there's connection there. But he was showing that to us because when we set boundaries, what we're doing is we are exercising our authority, which we are called to do as stewards. Right. And we're also acknowledging our dependence and our submission as we, we are weak and we are finite. We're right? frail, man. There, you, like, this is what I do and this is where I go up to. And sometimes you have to surpass your boundaries and your limits. I understand that. But at the end of the day, it's like, oh, I mean, there, there are so many problems in the world and PJ can't fix them all. And I have to say, I'm like, okay, th these are the problems I'm going to concern myself with. Yeah, in your circle, because th that's enough for you to handle. Yeah, 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 it's not even not even in my neighborhood. It's like so these are, are the are you, yeah. Are you heading to the direction about what you do with Sundays? Well, and that's like uh, that's Sundays. We do not work on Sundays again, unless there's an emergency. It's I mean, not, we own our own business, but but yeah, right. Wait. you're candid goat, not Chick Fil A. You don't work on Sundays. <laughs> well, I mean, it's just I think. Which, I mean, by the way, thing. is a whole other discussion because Chick-fil-A is ranked what in, sh in small restaurants? You know what number they are? I think number one, right? No, they're number three. Oh, for fast food. Fast food. Okay. Yeah, Do you know yeah. who number one is? Who? McDonald's. Yeah. Number two? Subway. Starbucks. Really? And here's the kicker, folks. Both of them have the more uh, products sold, whatever the term is, uh, consumption, but they have like... 2,000 more stores. Yeah, yeah, When yeah. you go by what they make per unit, per store, I think McDonald's is the uh, second highest at 2 million. Chick-fil-A makes an average of 4 million per store per yeah. month. Yeah. that That's nuts because they do it that's right. That's pretty and, good, yeah. <laughs> so you know what, folks? You could take Sunday off then. Here, there is this importance of setting that boundary to have re reset recharge recalibrate and all those different things um but you know it's interesting you say that about i have a boundary like that i i i, I in a, even though this i think that's why i talked to you about maybe doing six thirty. i consider the sabbath saturday six to sunday six but oh okay yeah we know. do the morning we and should it, do the night before though uh, that's something i i need to work on well, actually and then i you know what i start that evening and this folks is a personal boundary for me yeah I start preparing for the week. I put, I write oh, in my Sunday calendar. Night, yes. I write in what I'm going to do for my devotions. I put all that because it's, it's a, it's a boundary that helps me stay within the limits of what I can and cannot do. Yeah. And that's important yeah. for people out there to hear because <laughs> you can't do everything. It's the kind of the old adage. You can't have everything. Cause where would you put it? <laughs> where would you? Right. Right. I mean, that's where like God doesn't need rest. God doesn't have boundaries. Uh, except for what he sets for us as examples, right? Mm -hmm. Because there is no limit to God's power, but there's a limit to my power. So I have to set boundaries. I have to set 
Um, there's no chaos in God's mind, but there's chaos for me because I can't make sense of everything. And so I don't know if that's all. I, I, no, I'm okay, saying yeah. I wanted to jump in and go, I mean, life is full of chaos, but not for God. And so like, I mean, and this is uh, literally, you know, I, the first place my mind went with boundaries is our neighbor's yard, right? Like I don't have time. <laughs> I say me, I don't even do it. You mow. You don't like I've seen you mow other people's lawns, but you don't have time to mow everyone's lawn in the neighborhood every week. Everyone had like, this is your plot of land and you have to take care of it. Steward it. Yes, this is yours. And this is like, this is an appropriate amount for you to deal with. I mean, if you see someone who has 50 acres, there are some people who will mow 50 acres, but that's pretty rare. Most of the time you have like <laughs> a, a certain no, section that is mowed because it's too they'll much. They'll mow about an acre and then they'll let the rest, you know, be. Do its thing. Hey, and yeah, whatever. And, you know. For all those that have big ranches, they usually have a bigger what staff. Yes, they have to. Yes, because there's too uh, much for better them. tools. Yes. yes, because of boundaries, they just cannot do too much. And I think it's imperative, folks, that we daily look at our lives. And I think it would be important for you to even. Uh, <clears throat> I have a, a scheduled, and this is almost embarrassing to say, a clarity day, where I'll look at once a month. Okay. How am I doing? How am I doing? And that can get pushed to the side sometimes. Yeah. But I will tell you, every Sunday night, I sit back and go, okay, what do I need to do this week? I set boundaries. I, I schedule things. And that's another uh, great tool for um, setting boundaries with your family, relationships, and so forth is don't write down projects. Schedule projects. Well, and you, <coughs> something you said there is really good. Um, I, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about one of the most important things you can do with boundaries is make them explicit, right? There's nothing worse than like uh, two neighbors fighting over uh, <laughs> whose yard something right, is plot. because they don't know. So how do they know? Uh, it's a marker. It's yeah, a or a fence line. or something that you have to you have to put in. Um, you said it though. Uh, boundaries. Uh, and another important part about this is just because a boundary is broken doesn't mean you can't go and repair the fence. Exactly. Because um, as you said, uh, Clarity Day, we've had from the beginning, and we've done two of these, um, but we, my wife and I wanted to do what we call Jubilee, which is basically what you're talking about with the Clarity Day, where we sat down and thought about the business as a whole, thought about strategy, didn't work on business things, but worked on like the business and we wanted to do that every six months. And then all this craziness broke loose and we haven't done that. And it's something that we keeps getting pushed off, but it doesn't mean that we just give up on it. And it's something that I'm like, we need to bring this back. And every right. time it's like, yes. So we're trying to create boundaries, even in our current schedule, our current workload, so that we can recover these kind of important clarity moments. Right, and, and I think we all are seeking clarity but if we don't have boundaries in our personal lives, if we don't have boundaries in relationships, okay? So, <coughs> pardon me, folks. Let me go with the boundary relationships. We live in a house with you guys. Yeah. Um, and we have discussed these things. We had yeah. open communication about, okay, when that door's closed between our two places, and it's awesome. I wish you folks could watch this in action. When you have a six-year-old and a four-year-old, um, there's this crying need 
to set boundaries for them too, because they don't always understand. So we have a boundary to knock before they come in. Finnegan does a really good job. Yeah, he he's does. six years old. Soren knocks and then starts to open, or <laughs> but he's done much better, and it yeah. is a process. And you know what's crazy? Even to saying that, the more you mature, six years old and four year, the more we all mature, we understand. I've got to set boundaries. I've got to set, as you said, landmarks. <clears throat> Doesn't mean that at times I won't mess those boundaries up, but I can go back and recalibrate those boundaries, <clears throat> and then re. Um, establish how I'm going to do my thing and live my life so that I can impact others and be an impact for the kingdom of God. Yeah. And I think there's a positive and negative thing, and it's come up a couple times here, where when you create a boundary, you're agreeing that you're going to create something within that boundary, right? Like, this is my lawn. I take care of it. This is my relationship. This is my responsibilities in the house of like, you know, obviously Becky Sue and I break up the different tasks we do around the house and we set like that, like this is my responsibility. And that's, it's man for family, for business, having one person responsible for one task is huge, right? Like this is, this is you, where you exercise your authority. Um, because if you have two people you know responsible, what? <clears throat> what happens? I say, I say exercise your responsibility because yeah. you may have the, the word, but <clears throat> if you're in a relationship, you both have some, I don't know if the word's authority, but say. Sure, but, sure. And I, I think responsibility is a great synonym there. The um, but the other side is you have to create, uh, you have to create inside that boundary, but you also have to defend those boundaries. And that's where normally, if you have a good neighbor, that's not a problem. Um, if we think about it from a political standpoint, uh, most uh, most people don't have enemies per se, but we will run into people who will not. You know, that's why you have to make your boundaries explicit. And then you have to defend them. You have to be like, no, 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 this is mine. <laughs> like, right. you don't get to, like, you don't get to determine what I do. Um, I mean, you know, we've had clients contacting us or demanding things. It's just like, I, there, there will always be people who are, who are willing to take things that are not theirs. And to and extend I'm, into the, your boundaries. And, and, you know, I, I, I understand there's grace that can and should be given but there's also like you should never allow your boundaries to be broken to the point that you're ta like you can give your own grace, but at some point if you give a if you give too much grace to some random person, you're not going to have the power or the responsibility. You're not going to be able to take care of your responsibilities to your family. You're not going to have your responsibility and the power to take care of what you have promised. And so remember that what you're defending with your boundary is not just. Uh, your own uh, mental health, your mental health and your physical health, both of those things, your health in general is a is a valuable thing to those in your community, right? Like if you if you can't handle the, your responsibility, that's going to affect those around you. And so if you allow people to take from you, you're allowing them to take from your community. Good. True. Well, your lack of... Uh responsibility for your boundaries can implode into other people's boundaries and as well yes yeah, right? yeah i mean i think the the sharpest one for me is i took my twitter account and i built it uh you know maybe i extended a boundary or whatever i in three months i went to six thousand followers put a lot of effort into it one to figure out how it worked and what i found was that there were a lot of people on twitter who i know this is a surprise who are willing to soak my time and just wanted to argue 
about weird stuff. They just wanted to get angry about things that were just intentionally misunderstanding me. And it made me short with my kids. Mm. And so they were overstepping their bounds because like, like no, no one was saying that it was very obvious. Like you had to, they were willfully misunderstanding me and they were doing it because they enjoy that. And which is like creating hostility, creating drama is a form of breaking boundary. Like no no, question. And so what that was, it'd be easy to be like, well, you could deal with them. It's like, but it's in, it's, uh, it was hurting my interactions with my kids because uh, because I was using my patience on there, and you know I, I can always grow in my patience. But I'm thinking about this instead of thinking about how can I help grow my kids. Or I, I snap at my kids because someone's saying something online. I deleted the account because it was just it, what it did for it was hurting my family. And so <clears throat> I, in that case, I literally I was like, I don't have the ability, and that's just recognizing my own weakness and my own finitude. I don't have the ability to maintain this and watch my kids because I I'm kind of the main caretaker, you know, watching them throughout the day and they are a handful. Kids are a handful and that's good, but I can't, I couldn't, you know, not to be too snarky, but I couldn't take care of the children on Reddit or children on Twitter and my children at home. No, there's, that's probably a need to be said. Um, you know, it's really interesting because you, you mentioned a number of different things and you came to your kids. And I think the best illustration of boundaries is to watch kids learn boundaries. Yeah. These are things you cannot do. These are things you cannot say um, that we teach our kids. We give them. Um, and every one of us has heard this teaching technique in parenting is kids <clears throat> truly want to know what their boundaries are. It's yes. when you don't give them boundaries and you allow them to have unrestrained freedom that they they struggle. They don't know uh, any parameters of what is acceptable and what is unacceptable. We might say right or wrong, but even just acceptable. Um, we have illustrations that we can all point to where a kid overstepped his boundaries with a verbal communication with adults. Yeah. You know, Um what did you, uh, when you were younger, uh, mom had you and you said to one of our great friends, Mrs. Roach, who's watching you. She mom, would to, you just tell her to shut up? Yeah. And how <laughs> old were three? you when you did that? Yeah. And and then mom said. To be fair, I'm, she'd been talking for 45 minutes yeah, to mom. That's not acceptable. <laughs> and then mom said, I'm sorry he said that, Mrs. Roach. I will be back in a minute. And I think she had a conversation with you or whatever she did. But I will say this, that is a clear picture. Yeah. Whether it be in personal or relational or in workplace that boundaries need to be set, they need to be taught and they need to be um communicated and critiqued. Like is that a really is that a wise boundary? Is that the best boundary? And um I just think it's a very important that people today as you're listening, you go Okay, where where do I need to to evaluate some of my boundaries, and where do I need to set some? I love that you brought up kids because you know we mentioned we have the maturity part in our podcast, and I think one of the marks Ooh. of a mature person is that they have healthy and stable boundaries. They know what they're good at. They know what they're supposed to do. They are something 
that provides stability to the community around them. And a lot of that is created by this is the, their set responsibilities that they take care of and they take care of well. One of the interesting things about kids is they are immature by like definition. Nature. Yeah. Um, and so one of the things like, yes, kids step over their boundaries sometimes, but one of the, <coughs> one of the reasons parenting is so tricky is because their boundaries are always growing. So you always have like this constant adjustment where I'm like, I, I, I try it. So for instance, um, my youngest loves to climb. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I've done to try, because he'll always climb a little higher. And so in order to make that work, I'm okay with him climbing high, you know, not too high, like no, over no brick question. and stuff, but like, uh, I know that he is growing and I know that he's getting better at things. Like he likes to get his own food. My six-year-old makes his own oatmeal in the morning, right? And I am willing to let them try and expand their boundaries because their their powers, their authority, their responsibility, whatever you want to call it, is expanding. Mm -hmm. But then you just have to make sure that they take care of everything that's inside that boundary. So if you're going to make oatmeal, that's fine, but you need to clean up after yourself. Uh, what I tell my youngest, and I think this is the clearest example, I don't mind if you climb high, but if you're going to climb that high, you have to get down by yourself. And if you have to, if you need me to come get you every time, then that means you're climbing too high because right. <laughs> like, so you've extended your boundary. Yes. You've extended your, you, and you've you're obviously able to, to deal with. Yes. Cause you have to be able to handle the consequences of extending your boundary. So that even goes to the workplace because people extend themselves so far in work. They don't set boundaries like I can only do certain. They extend, oh man. And then they can't handle the consequences. Right. And you know, right away, I know that you're thinking of somebody very close to you who <laughs> she's probably going to kill us. But, you know, Becky wants to get stuff done. She is yes. a great worker. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, you're always pulling her back in and, and, and reining her in. <clears throat> and um, your mom would say this. And she's gotten about, way better at that. Right. Yeah. Very important to hear that. But your mom would say this, you know, uh, one of the big words uh, that I struggled with was saying no to people. I wanted to please people yeah. so badly. And in so doing, you know, I have people say to me now, coach, how do you work so um, much? Like you work 50, 60 hours a week now. And I go, this is nothing. Yeah. And I don't even know if that's a bragamony or if it's an embarrassment. Uh, because, you know, when you, when you were at uh, a college and you were teaching and coaching and really Running counseling, the department. right. Counseling people and, and, you know, it was 80, 90s hours a week. I mean, counting travel, everything would be like, and, and, and I think one of the things that was important for me to recognize, especially as I had this opportunity is I don't feel like I'm working that much or too much. And part of my work is that six to nine 30 in the morning yeah. is preparation for work yeah. as well as reading and keeping up so that I am aware and educating. And I always, I send out about not too many and we're working at a program of text to coaches every day and to yeah. our character coaches <clears throat> and family. Um, but I had to start to set some boundaries Yes, because I was borderline and I saw it when I stepped away from Northland and came into the ministry and I had a two week, a two month, transition i was burning out yes and if you don't set boundaries you'll burn out your personal life you'll burn out your uh, co community you'll burn out your family your relationships your vocation your vocation that's what yeah I was going. sorry i didn't realize you were gonna no, say that's that one. good yeah. that's where i was going the um 
Yeah, and I think so. It, from a practical standpoint, uh, you're always going to be juggling and and figuring out until you're like really set and you create like kind of those kind of stable routines. You people should push themselves. They should push out their boundaries. Always keeping in mind that they should be able to take care of the consequences of doing so. But one of the easiest ways to maintain stability is to block off a clear period of rest. That's why I think Sabbath is so important. Yep. Like you, you automatically know that you are overstepping your boundaries. You're overstepping your capacity. If you can't have a day off once a week, if you can't have time to rest once a week, if you set that time and then you're like, if it starts creeping into there, you're like, okay, I'm, I'm obviously I've bit off more than I could chew. And that's in, that's an easy way to at least, uh, mitigate some of the some of the worst that can happen right i mean you can still burn out you know <laughs> even setting yeah, boundaries but with that's the, a classic one with that is okay i'll take a day off but i'm taking a day away from my connection to the world your phone like oh, okay yeah. i set a boundary you know your mom is perfect with this like don't bring your phones to the table i can't imagine for people that are, are ceos and I know so many coaches, like this is a challenge. Yes. Yeah. Because people want your uh, communication all the time. So I just think this is an important subject. Yeah. Um, I feel like, uh, you know, we've obviously talked about different areas, but the key, I think, is recognizing you need to set boundaries, setting those boundaries, not, as you said, being afraid if you uh, struggle with your boundaries, then recalibrate your boundaries yeah. and, and do it again. Love it. Appreciate it. All right. Have a good one.